Good morning. Today is Monday morning, October 12th, 2020. Today is Isru Chag. Isru Chag is the name of the day after each of the three festivals, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkos. It's a day when the remnant of the holiday is still in the atmosphere. And it's an opportunity to look back and to look forward. And I'd like to make four brief points. The first is, at the end of the Pesach Seder, there is a passage that is always very meaningful to me. <clears throat> a prayer that we say, Chasal Sidur Pesach Kehil Chaso, we have completed the order of Passover according to its laws. Gechal Mishpatav Vilchukosav, in accordance with its ordinances and its requirements. At the end of the Pesach Seder, we say, we did it. We did it properly. Pesach is daunting. It is overwhelming. It is daunting and overwhelming whether you're doing it for the first time, whether you're doing it for the 50th time. And it is very, very common that people will feel, I'm not sure I'm able to do it. I'm not sure I'm going to get it right. I'm not sure that I'm capable of doing it. And so at the end of the Pesach Seder, we have this paragraph that says, no, we did it right. We worked, we studied, we put in our effort. Chasal, Cedar Pesach, Kihil Chaso. We did it according to the way it should be done. We express our confidence and our relief that we did it properly. So I would like to express that for the high holidays that we have just finished. We faced unprecedented challenges. And we did it properly for our circumstances. And we should feel confident and relieved, but confident that we did it properly. Now, of course, this year, properly is not the same as in other years. Um, in many ways, what we did was incomplete. What we did was with omissions. Um, perhaps it was only at home, perhaps by ourselves, but under the circumstances that we faced, we did what was proper, what was correct. And we should feel that we have accomplished this high holiday season in a proper and correct manner under the circumstances that we have been given. And that is a, a, a tremendous accomplishment. That's number one. Number two, I mentioned this several months ago, and it's something that I keep in my mind almost on a daily basis. We say in the Amidah every single day in the standing prayer, we say these lines, Ritzei Hashem Elokeinu Bamchay Yisrael Uvesvilasam. Hashem, Find favor in your people Israel and in their prayers. 
And the service of your people Israel should always find favor in your eyes. We're making so many changes in our prayers, in what we say, in how we pray, in our observances. Of course, we are guided by experts in Jewish law. We're guided by medical experts. We're following the rules, the way that we understand them. But we say to Hashem, and I say to Hashem, Master of the Universe, please accept what we're doing for you. Please be happy with what we have done, with what we are doing to serve you, because, Master of the Universe, we've never done this before. And it's not easy. And we may even make some mistakes along the way. But we're trying our best to do what you want us to do in these circumstances. So Master of the Universe would say, accept it. Be pleased by it. And if, Master of the Universe, there is something that we're not getting right, please send us a gentle, positive message and we'll correct it. Because we're only trying to do what you want and we're trying our best and we hope that it will be pleasing your eyes. Number three. <clears throat> we started this learning together 10 at 9 just after Pesach. About six months ago. And we have done this just about daily, Sunday through Friday, except for Shabbos and Yom Tov. I want to express my deepest gratitude to every one of you who participates, whether it's every day or on an occasional basis, those who watch and participate on the Zoom session when it takes place, and those who watch or listen to the recording later when it's more convenient. This has given me a wonderful structure to my day. I am grateful to you beyond words that I get to share Torah with you every day. You have been the catalyst for a huge amount of Torah learning that I have done preparing for this every day, which I would not have done without this session. And I am deeply grateful to every one of you for allowing me this privilege. I look forward to continuing with you and hopefully adding more and different kinds of learning and other experiences. So I ask you, please let me know. First of all, if you have a suggestion for a topic or a question that you would like me to cover on one of these 10 at 9 sessions, just send me an email and if it is possible, I would love to include it. If you have a suggestion for another kind of a learning opportunity or another kind of Zoom event um, 
format, structure, topic, uh, please let me know. I already have several ideas, some of whom I've, I've received from you, of some new initiatives that I am working on and hope to uh, introduce over the next uh, days and weeks. Uh, but I would love to hear any suggestions or ideas that you have um, about how to be able to remain learning together on a significant and substantive basis. But <clears throat> here's the bottom line. You have enriched my life during these last six months. And I will always be grateful to you for that. So I thank you very, very much. Last, finally, a quick story. So this is a story that comes from an article in this past Saturday's uh, Montreal Gazette. And it is a message. I've repeated it in different forms before, but this is a new form of this message. It's a message that every one of us needs to integrate into our lives going forward, into every area of our lives. Perhaps you know of, or perhaps you read, the columns of Leslie Chesterman. So Leslie Chesterman was the restaurant critic for the Montreal Gazette for several years, and she wrote a column in the Saturday paper reviewing restaurants. Before that, she had been a chef. She left the Gazette last year and moved on to other things. I've never met her. I don't know her. But um, I enjoyed reading her restaurant reviews. Uh, and it turns out that she just came out with a cookbook that she wrote, and that was the subject of the article in this Saturday's Gazette. <clears throat> so I used to read her restaurant reviews, even though I never ate in any of the restaurants that she reviewed, because they're not kosher. But she is a good writer, and I found it interesting to read her critiques. I think writing restaurant critiques is an art, and I, I find it interesting. In Saturday's article about her new book, she makes the point that she left restaurant reviewing before COVID, just before COVID, but it turns out that it was the perfect time to leave because, she says, being a fine dining critic these days means, unfortunately, being largely unemployed, with restaurants being shut down due to the pandemic. Okay, now that makes perfect sense. She got out at the right time. Now, I thought that she was going to go on to make the point that that's why it was fortuitous that she had left that job when she did, because had she stayed as a restaurant critic, she probably would not have a job reviewing restaurants because they're closed. But that's not the point that she makes. She makes a slightly different point. And this is something that's really important. She goes on to stay. <clears throat> it will still be a few years before someone can write a negative review. 
And without negative reviews, you're really just doing PR for restaurants, which is not a review, which is not criticism. Criticism is to be able to say, honestly, what is good and what is bad and why. If it's only positive, that's PR. Now listen to what she says. But I wouldn't want to cut up anyone these days. This is not a time for criticism. I think restaurant critics have to wait until the industry has completely recovered before writing another honest restaurant critic. This is not a time for criticism. That's true about restaurants who are struggling so much now just with takeout. It's true for your job, my job. It's true about your spouse or your children or your parents. It's true about the person who is serving you in line in a store. It's true about the person ahead of you in line. In many, many areas of life, in the coming weeks and months, Leslie Chesterman's words should become our motto. This is not a time for criticism. This is a time for patience. This is a time for support. This is a time for understanding, for forgiveness. This is not a time for criticism. So let's try to do that well as we go into this next period. It's not a time for criticism. It's a time to support each other, to help each other, to be understanding of each other, to be forgiving each other. Let's do our best to do that well. My friends, thank you very, very, very much. I look forward to continuing with, we, with you each day. I wish you a great day, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon, safely, in person.